Yeah, we got a Saturday on our hands here. Welcome to night school. And, you know, I've done a lot of thinking on this subject. And it's a controversial sub controversial subject. As far as, you know, what are innately feminine qualities? What are innately masculine qualities? What's the fundamental difference between a man and a woman? Very controversial these days. But, you know, I think it all boils down to one central thing. I've identified the one, the one object, and it's a physical object, that differentiates men from women. And it's not a penis. It's not a penis. It's a day planner. Women love day planners. They love a brand new day planner. You can buy a woman a day planner for Christmas and her eyes will light up when she opens it. She sees possibility. No matter how generic it is, you know, it could have a, a reproduction of Starry Night on the cover. Or it could be a wine mom day planner where it, it has amazing humor inside of it. Like it says, list of priorities I got to get done before mommy can drink her wine tonight. Things mommy has to do today before she gets her wine. You know, it could be that. It could be artsy. Could have, you know, reproductions of art by some French artist that girls like. Or it could be generic. It doesn't seem to make a difference. A girl who receives a day planner as a gift, her eyes will light up. She can't wait to list out what she needs to do every day. And it makes complete sense. I mean, obviously making lists is helpful. Making lists of things that you must get done is helpful, and it's satisfying to cross them off. But, you know, the only time that I've ever done that was right after my mom died. I had so many things I had to do that I realized I have to list things out. I have to list out each thing I have to do every day because there's so much to take account of. There's so many people to contact. There's just so many things you have to do. So I did make lists under those circumstances. And I admit, it felt amazing to cross them off. And it's not even just one type of woman that loves day planners. Like, I had a girlfriend who every single morning, she didn't have a day planner that I remember. She might have had one, but when she didn't have a day planner... She would just make a list on a piece of paper every single morning. And she wasn't a type A personality. She wasn't a go-getter. You know, she was a, a productive person and stuff, but she would list everything on there. Like, she, if she had to go to the library, she would write that down. She would write, go to the library. Not for any reason, not to return a book that's due. Just that if she wanted to go to the library that day, she would put it on her list. And I can't fathom that one. If I'm just if I want to go somewhere today on a whim, like go to the library, go to the thrift store, I would never write that on a list. That doesn't seem like something that doesn't seem like a task. That seems like something to do in your downtime. But she would put it all on there and then I asked her about it. I was like, "Why do you why do you make lists every morning, you know?" And she was like, "Cuz it feels so good to cross them off." So I think that's a big part of it is that it feels so good to get things done. It does motivate you. I'm not questioning the practicality of lists and day planners, but I'm questioning the appeal of it to different types of people. And I just, I've never had a male friend who keeps a day planner. And if he does, he's closeted. A closeted day planner. Not implying anything about his 
preferences. Just saying that I've never had a male friend who that I know of keeps a day planner. And to me, it's like a diary. You know, a diary is something everybody keeps a not everybody, but all kinds of people keep journals, all kinds of people keep diaries. But with that said, there is something kind of feminine about it. And if you've ever read someone's diary, I've never read somebody's diary without their permission, but if you've read someone's diary, it's like usually it's somebody talking about their life with this sort of almost like feminine analysis. I don't know. It's, it's, it kind of has that feel to it. So I don't know. There's something about these diaries, day planners, lists that just seem to attract women. And like if somebody gives me a day planner as a gift, like I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? It doesn't look like something that I'm meant to interact with. It usually depresses me. Because they often have the appearance of home decor. Like if you were to go to the home decor section of a department store and look at, oh, here's some, here's some pillows with floral print on them. Here's a home is where the heart is painting. It says home is where the heart is and we're going to frame it and put it on the wall. Oh, fake flowers, fake fruit in a bowl. Day planners. I feel like day planners belong in that section. And to me, like if there's a day planner sitting around my house, I should just throw it out. But there's something depressing about that, too. And, you know, I've donated those to thrift stores and things. I've taken unused day planners and things like that that people have given me, and I've just donated them to the thrift store. But even that feels depressing. The best thing to do is just not give me a day planner because for whatever reason, they depress me. They make me feel weird. I don't like the way they look. Like if there's a day planner sitting on the counter in my house, it's going to ruin the atmosphere for me. I don't want anything to do with a day planner. But a woman, you just, I mean, if you can't think of something to get your girlfriend, get her a day planner. Even if she already has one she's using, she will be excited. And it makes sense too. What's nice about it is that it is chronological. In an increasingly non-chronological world, a day planner is at least chronological. And that kind of ties into a point that I've made on here before, but it's worth making again because it seems to be ignored. Is that what makes social media bad for you? It's not all of the things that people write books about. Oh, it leads to resentment. Oh, FOMO. All the, oh, people are just showing you the best life. People aren't showing you what their lives are really like. They're showing you the best version of themselves, and they, they're trying to make you jealous and feel FOMO. FOMO. You know, people talk about that stuff. Oh, it makes people resentful. Familiarity breeds contempt. Politics. Oh, people hate each other on social media because of politics. It's like all of those things that people pinpoint and blame social media for exist even when social media isn't around. Like the point I always make is we had world wars before social media existed. People fought world wars. People fought civil wars. People were far more violent and at each other's throats before social media. 
and all of the negative interactions people have, all of the the negative impact that social media has are things that you will experience out in the real world. Like think about the county fair. When the county fair comes to town, there are more fights. You see more cop cars, their sirens on, you see more aid cars. Are you going to blame the fair? I mean, those fights, those issues probably wouldn't have happened if the fair hadn't come to town, but you can't say it's the fair's fault. It's just human nature. There's a certain way that people respond when they are put together in large groups, when they have too much interaction with each other, when there's too many people. There's just a certain level of probability that's going to lead to some sort of negative outcome for somebody, if not a bunch of people. But I wouldn't blame the fair. But you can't necessarily... The, the fair is the medium in the same way that social media is the medium. And you can point that out. But what's actually going on isn't unique to social media. We feel like it is because it's digital. We feel like it is because it's through a screen. But it's not unique to social media. All of those behaviors will play out in any social setting, at a party. When someone throws a party... There's a decent chance if it gets big enough, there will be a fight that somebody will break something. Even if nobody is meaning to do wrong, if you throw a big party, there's just a chance that the house is going to get trashed. There's a chance that somebody's going to have their feelings hurt. There's a chance that somebody's going to get mad at somebody or find somebody annoying. You know, there's all kinds of variables at play, and those variables increase when there are more people. And Social Meteor is a great example of that, where you have all of these people in the same place. But this, the behavior will play out in real life as well. But what I'm getting to here is that the most destructive aspect, the most damaging aspect of Social Meteor is when they flipped the switch and made things non-chronological. Because it used to be everything was chronological. Online, everything was chronological. Everything that needed to be. Like even something like LiveJournal. Like I had a LiveJournal account when I was in probably high school. And I only interacted with other people I knew from uh, school on there. Just a number of people had LiveJournal for whatever reason. And it was a social media website. You know, that was a long form social media website, but the way it was structured, you had like a friend list, you had a news feed type thing that you could look at that showed everybody's posts in chronological order, and it was truly chronological. They were ordered based on the date and time that they were posted, and that was how everything was. That was how message boards were. If you went to a forum or a message board, the things at the top are the most recently posted posts or the posts that have the most recent reply, the most recent interaction. So even that was very chronological. And then you got into this, this non-chronological world where they all did it around the same time, which is, I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy, because maybe they were just copying each other, but why they all thought this was a good idea, I don't know. But you started to see ideas like sort by top posts, sort by what's popular, 
And it'd be nice if that made sense. Like, it'd be nice if the results were truly the most popular or the top. But you see that they're not. Like, you'll sort things by top or popular on a website, and what comes up isn't necessarily popular. Things will come up that have very few likes, very few comments. I don't know how views work. I don't, there's no way to measure views. But it's, it's very strange to me that even when you sort something by popular, what comes up isn't necessarily popular based on the ways we have of measuring that. So what qualifies it? And then worse than that, it's one thing, it's one thing that that system is all messed up. But they give you the setting, like you have to go dig through your settings to do this. But like, you can still view things chronologically on websites like Facebook and Twitter. But when you look at that, when you look at the chronological news feed, you quickly realize that it's not chronological. Things are still mixed and matched in this strange way. Like if you were to scroll through it, you're not seeing things based purely on the time and date that they were posted. So what is it based on? And you give up, like you give up, you just, you kind of decide at some point, like, because I mean, I don't even check these things every day. You know, I'll go days without checking Instagram, I'll go weeks sometimes without checking Facebook these days. And when I go back and like try to sort through it, I just don't even care anymore. I used to try to see things chronologically, I used to want to see kind of things in, in the order that they appeared. It's so difficult, if not impossible to see things that way now, even when you're using that setting that I've just given up. And where things get conspiratorial is that this has made it that much easier for these companies to manipulate what you see. They just, oh, it's the supernatural algorithms. Oh, it's just the algorithm. And people talk about algorithms like they're supernatural. And I mean, I think there's an element of chaos to algorithms, but I I do believe there's also... There's deliberation to it as well. And I do sometimes wonder about that. You know, I had a friend, I have a friend who, I saw her mention something last year where she was saying like, it was right like about a year ago when everybody was completely swept up in the moral panic of BLM and all that. And she mentioned something online. This is a friend of mine uh, in person. This is somebody that I know personally. Uh, but she she mentioned like that she had only been liking posts by black people and black owned artists and businesses. And she commented that despite doing that, she's not seeing any black ads. She's only liking posts that relate to black people, but none of the algorithmically generated ads are about black people. And that was very interesting to me because... I have very little to do with black people. Just it's just a simple fact. It's not even about it's not even about like anything. I just simply I live in a place that has very few black people. My interests don't veer into black culture very much. You know, so it's like I'm not going to I don't seek that out. I don't discriminate. But I don't seek it out because I'm just, I am who I am. I like what I like. But that was very interesting to me because I have very little online interaction with anything black. 
Yet all I see to this day, and this, this includes last year during the moral panic, but to this day, almost all of the advertisements that I see on every single social media or site that I use are black. Almost every single ad, you know, I don't even think about it. It's so common. I just think like we're in the, we're in the, the era of black advertising. And these aren't even necessarily black companies, you know, or, or you know, it's, it's all companies are using images of black people to score points these days. But, uh, you know, for me, it was just, I found that very interesting that somebody who is deliberately trying to, to lead the algorithm a certain way to get black results, I guess you could say. That sounds funny. Black results. No, but somebody who's specifically trying to lead the algorithm in that direction is getting the opposite, and it's pissing them off. And here I am, not trying to steer the algorithm any way in particular, and just because of who I am, where I live, what my interests are, I have very little interaction with anything that could be considered, you know, part of black culture. And yet all I get all day are like advertisements for black owned businesses. You know, that's seriously what I get. And so that kind of, that made me raise an eyebrow. I'm like, why is she getting that? And I'm getting this. Does it try to steer you toward the opposite of what you normally see? Does it try to steer you sometimes to the opposite of what you normally interact with? Because the idea behind algorithms, like when, when algorithms as a word first hit pop culture, when they became a word that everybody used, I mean, nobody knows what it is. Like nobody, people talk about it like it is some supernatural entity, like some sort of divine process that's playing out or satanic process. But people talk about it like it is something supernatural because they don't understand it. I don't, even, I don't even really understand it. You know, I have an idea. You know, I have a little bit of a background in tech, so I, I, you know, I probably have a better idea than some people. But still, I don't understand how you actually program the algorithms and, and how they all play out. But when, when the word first hit the mainstream and people were talking about algorithms and social media or uses algorithms to, like, deliver certain customized content to you. It was, it, the idea was that it's going to show you things you are interested in. Based on what you interact with online, the algorithms are going to steer you in the direction of things that fit your interests based on the profile it's developed of you. So the idea that it's actually showing you the opposite of what you're interested in, that adds a whole new dimension to it. But getting back to the non-chronological aspect, because that is the norm now, these companies can basically just say, oh, we don't know why you're seeing what you're seeing. They can censor, they can manipulate, and they can just say, oh, well, that's just the algorithm. Whereas if things were purely chronological... If, the, if you only saw things in the exact order that they appeared based on their time and date, they can't be manipulated as easily. You can't manipulate what people see as easily because they're going to notice that something is wrong. And even though something is wrong with the current settings, like, like I said, if you go to Facebook or Twitter and you try to view things using the chronological setting, it's not working. It does not show you things in perfectly chronological order. 
I've tried on different devices. I've tried over a long span of time. I have different accounts, you know, and it, and it never shows things in perfect chronological order. And I don't know. I mean, I try not to think conspiratorial about these things. I make an effort not to. But in this case, it just something is far too suspicious about it. There's far too little attention given to this mass movement of non-chronological content that all happened around the same time. And it's not just what we call social media. It's also these sites that replace forums like Reddit, which whenever I say that, I feel a certain pain, pain. I don't even like to talk about it objectively from a distance. That's how I feel about a site like Reddit. But you can see where it's basically a giant forum. But they have this very bizarre, easily manipulated mechanism that determines like why and how and when something is prioritized. It's not chronological. It's not like a forum where threads are bumped based on the latest reply. It's insane. And it makes you feel insane. And it's difficult to search for things. And I, I kind of feel like all of this non-chronological, I mean, I guess you could call it organization of content. I mean, it is a form of organization. I mean, there's an element of chaos, but you also get the distinct feeling that these companies are also organizing things a certain way very deliberately. But it kind of undermines your sanity because, yeah, time is a construct, but we depend on chronology. We live chronological lives. Our lives don't jump around like that. Our society depends on chronology. So the idea that we're just going to remove chronology from the way that we view information, and we're going to do it practically overnight, and we're going to make the chronological settings broken, which it's, it, we're not talking about like some guy's website where half the code is broken. We're talking about companies that have some of the best programmers on earth and the settings don't even work properly, which tells me that is deliberate. I believe that is wholly deliberate because I don't think they want you to see things cr uh, chronologically, which is why they bury that setting, which is why typically the default setting is to see things based on what's popular or what's quote-unquote top. And I think that has done far more to undermine people's sanity than the fact that people argue about politics or get mad at their friends and family, that they resent people who have better lives than them, and all these things that we do anyway. Because the one thing that, that social media has done to us that doesn't happen in your everyday life that doesn't happen at a party is you don't lose the chronology of your life. Like it doesn't matter how big a, f a county fair is. It doesn't matter how many fights erupt. Oh, it's the county fair and a guy wore a, a, a mega hat and a guy with a BLM button. They got in a fight at the county fair. They got in a fight at the county fair. At least it's chronological. 
You can't remove chronology from our everyday lives, even though time is this construct in some ways. I mean, I, I can't understand it. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. But, I mean, you can see where we've created systems of our own for measuring time. I guess that's what I'm getting at. You can see where, whether you think there's some true sense of time that transcends our human systems or not, you can't avoid time. You cannot avoid time. And as a result, real life operates chronologically. Yeah, maybe you get blackout drunk sometimes and forget things. But life operates chronologically. And as far as I can tell and tried, you can't change that. Maybe meditation takes you out of it. There's different ways that you can kind of remove yourself from the pressures of time. But in terms of living your life, you depend entirely on it. But imagine if your sense of chronology in your everyday life was warped in the same way that chronological settings are warped with social media. You would be a freak You would be a babbling freak. You wouldn't know what's up and down, left and right. And so the fact that that's playing out on these websites that we go to every day and that we depend on for our information. Like imagine if a newspaper decided that it was no longer going to present information chronologically. And you could say maybe newspapers have done this in their own way, but it's much more difficult. Newspapers, by their very nature, have to be static. There's no algorithm where like every time you open a newspaper, the articles are in different places or they're showing you different articles. That doesn't happen with a newspaper. And everything that is in that newspaper is in there based on when and how it occurred, specifically when. So the idea that this other thing has replaced that, you're getting your information from these websites, but you can't trust that it's telling you what's current, what's relevant, and it messes up the order. And so, I don't know, there's just something nefarious about it to me. And I do feel that when these companies started to realize how much power they actually had over the culture, over the discourse... They suddenly decided to make things non-chronological. And they decided to make their chronological settings hopelessly broken and untrustworthy. And if you're like me, you've just given up on hoping to see anything chronological. You just don't even care anymore. And whether or not that's what they want, I don't know. But to me, it's a broken system of organizing information, you know. It's a broken system of organizing information. But you know, it's not a broken system. Day planners, they make sense. There's nothing nefarious about day planners to me. I just don't see the appeal of them. I just don't like them. My eyes don't light up when I see a day planner, a a brand new, fresh day planner for me to write in. Yeah, you know, I don't feel that way about it. But They make complete sense. It's a chronological journal 
where you list out probably in order of priority, everything that you need to do on a given day. And I think social media could actually benefit if it was more like a day planner, which is kind of how it was originally. It was more like a journal. You know, I brought up live journal a minute ago. Not that that was the first and only. I don't have any love for live journal. It wasn't really for me. But just the fact that it, it was a lot more like a day planner where it's like you can organize your information. The way that you see information is going to make sense. The way that you process it is going to make sense. It's not fragmented. Because I think that's what I'm getting at with the non-chronological movement. <laughs> the, the movement to make information non-chronological is it's fractured everything. It is so fractured. It is so fragmented that it really does feel like being schizophrenic. It's like jagged shapes are just coming at you from all different erections, directions. And what do you do with that? You process it as best you can, but it's insane. It is completely insane. And then thinking about how women use social media. You know, and I wouldn't say social media is inherently feminine, but I think it serves a different role in a woman's life on average than a man's. They get something different out of it. But you think about the fact that women love day planners. They love the chronology of it. They love that they can make a very orderly list. They like the structure of it. But then you have women now on social media all day dealing with fragments jagged, fractured bits that have broken off of something else and it's coming at them from all different directions and there's no way to view it in any kind of structured manner. It's total chaos. Can you imagine what that does? Can you imagine what sort of impact that has on somebody? Somebody who gets excited that they wake up every day and are like, I get to write an orderly list of things that I have to do today. And I get to do it in my day planner. And then that person gets online and has basically like a giant dust cloud of random objects pelting them. And they have to decide what's important, what's not, how to feel about that. How to feel about this. And they want to know it all. That's the thing, too, is it's like there's a desire to get all of the information that has been given to you today. I want to see what everybody said today, but you don't even know if you're getting that. You don't know what's not showing up. You don't know what's in the wrong order. So it ends up being just this chaotic mess. So that, to me, is the most sinister side of social media. The fact that they decided to make the organization of information non-chronological. And they decided to make... They decided the information should be presented based on these unseen, quasi-supernatural algorithms. 
And you just have to have faith that they're showing you the right thing. Yet sometimes they show you the very thing that will piss you off the most. So what's really going on there? You know, what's going on with the algorithms? I'm willing to bet there's a certain amount of chaos. But all of these decisions that have made have been made down the board. They've been made down the board, different companies, different goals. People use these different websites and applications in different ways for different reasons. But yet all of these companies made the same decision around the same time. And it's given all of them a great deal of power over how, when, and what you see certain information. That to me opens up a lot of room for manipulation and just control. And the censorship, of course, is a big topic that doesn't need to be brought up here again, but you add censorship into it, and if something isn't showing up to you, like if somebody's post is not showing up, you just go, oh, it's just the algorithm doing something weird. When in reality, that company could be deliberately hiding that from you. And you see that all day long on Twitter, a site that I'm not particularly invested in, but I find it very interesting, where I've, I have a, 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 an account that has nothing to do with me. I just use it to basically observe people. And it's amazing what doesn't get included. It's amazing how non-chronological the chronological viewing settings are. It's amazing how unpopular the popular posts are when you're, when you're viewing things based on what's popular or the top. None of it seems to make any sense, and we know it. If you use these websites, you know that. You know that it doesn't make sense. And there's something disconcerting. There's something that chips away at your mental stability. Especially somebody who's using that stuff all the time. Especially somebody who relies on those websites for the interaction and information. So yeah, I think that these are the elements that make social media scary. This land is mine, God gave this land to me, this brave, this golden land to me, and when the morning sun reveals her hills and plains, I see a land where children can run free. 
take.